hand all over the house this evening. For those that are joining online, we are so glad to have you in service with us. Let's sing this old Christmas hymn. It simply says, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. So let's sing together. Father, Lord, we love you and worship you and glorify your name. Lord, at the name of Jesus, we know that every demon has to flee and hell shudders. Father, we ask that you would be in the presence of the Lord. And as we are in the presence of the Lord, that your presence would be so real tonight. God, you would just speak to our hearts. 
Lord, we will forever give you the praise and the glory and the honor that is due your name. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray and ask. People of God together said amen. amen. We're going to ask you this time to take just a few moments and greet those around you in the Lord. And then we'll come right back to worship. God bless you. Let's stand all over the house again. We're going to sing an old, old song. Some of you probably are going to think that you've been back to children's church days. But sometimes as we talk about the Christmas season, we talk about Jesus being the light of the world. And so we're going to sing this old song. It literally just says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's what it means this Christmas season. We want people to know that Jesus is still alive and well. We want to make sure that our light shines before men so that they'll glorify our Heavenly Father which is in heaven. So let's worship together. Will this little light of mine
And sometimes I'm still a little kid at heart. So we're going to sing it again. So we just need you to have a little light. Just put your index finger up. That's what's going to be your light. We sing verse 2. You're going to put a bushel over it. Then you're going to take it off and we say no. And when Satan blows it out, you're going to it out. Trust me, you'll get to it. You'll enjoy it here in just a minute. So let's start back in verse 1. So we will
remember as a kid, my, my parents, my dad especially, he was famous for always just making up words to songs that he didn't know the words to. And oftentimes he'd write different verses. I'm not going to sing you his verses because I don't even know the words he made up to the songs. One of the ones that he always, that my mother and him used to sing together, they didn't sing this song very often, but when they did, he always used to sing this particular uh, verse. I think it's actually technically considered verse 2 in the hymn book, and he never sang the first verse. I don't know why. I guess he didn't like it. I don't really know what. He just never sang it. But he used to sing this. He used to say, with the shadows of
sense and also moving of his Holy Spirit. I see his countenance resting on each
truly are as close as the mention of your name. And God, we just stand in your presence for a moment. Lord, it may be small in number, but you said if two or three are in your midst, you're in the middle of that. So God, I'm, I'm asking today that, Lord, you would just let us experience your presence once again. God, if we just would take a moment and we'd listen softly and we would listen with our ears and we would just take a moment to just recognize the sound of heaven. If we listened closely, we may just hear the whisper of the voice of God so sweetly and so eloquently just call out our name. Listen closely. You can hear him calling out your name. He is here. You can touch him. You will never be the 
Father, that's it. We just have to reach out, touch you, because we're never the same. After we touch you, we're never the same. After you touch us, we're never the same. You're that close. And for that, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. As well, you remain in a spirit of worship and reverence. I have a message. I'm not worried about that. But I wonder if anybody tonight just would like to have the opportunity to just pray. Just whether you want us to pray with you, maybe you got a need, maybe you got a situation, maybe you got something going on, but you just would like us to pray together with you. Just pray for you. If you have a need, I'm, I'm just going to ask you just to come. We're, 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 we're very informal. It's not like we have millions of people watching around the world or thousands of people that are sitting in here staring at you. Come, we're a family. Families do family-like things and family reunions and family gatherings. You don't go up and ask, can I have a glass of tea? You just go for it. You're at the family's house. We're in God's house. And the Bible says he's our Abba Father. We're in his house. So we can just come and talk to God. So I'm just going to give it a moment. If there are any, we, we don't, we've got a message, but sometimes talking to the Lord is more beautiful than anything else I can say. If you have a need and you just want to have a moment or maybe us to pray with you or even for you to just pray to God, I'm just going to ask you to come and make an altar and we'll pray with you or we'll, if you want to pray along, but just take a few moments and just talk to the Lord. So while they continue to play softly, I'm going to give you just a moment if you decide to come. If not, we'll segue right into the message, but I want to give you at least the opportunity to come. As they, as people may be coming, let's, let's sing this together. He is
Father, there are countless men and women that are not in this house today, whether it was this morning or the night, that God are raging war in their bodies. God, for the majority of this year and last year, our church was navigated pretty successfully. The flus and the COVID and the bugs. We might have some here or there, Lord, that might get it. But God, it did not become a, an alarming situation. God, today I have people like Brenda and Stan Frierson who has got issues with their feet and pain. Brother Stan is battling hip issues and back issues and falling. Health is deteriorating. Lord, they were here this morning, but God, their health and just other things prevent them from being like they used to be. Father, I have Pastor and Sister Ard whose health is failing them and Sister Ard who's battling kidney stones and infections in her body. God, that she needs a touch. God, she's miserable infection and set in and God at least for two more weeks has to just deal with these kidney stones as they prevail and wreak, wreak havoc on her body God I, we have people like Brenda Burbage who's battling sinus infections precious little Mackenzie who's got strep throat Colton and Madison who are battling sore throats God we have people in our midst like Lorme Skipper, who's not able to be at church, whose health is rapidly on the decline. Father, we have folks within this body, like Ashley Harley, whose migraine headaches are literally debilitating her to the point of, of can't being able to drive and function and do what she needs to do and literally is almost bedridden because of the, the travail of migraine headaches. Doctors are at their wits end. No one seems to know how to give her relief, but God, it's to the point of nauseousness and sickness and literally debilitating. She can't be the mother and the wife, the woman that she, of God she wants to be because of this vice, this grip on her body. God, there are some, Lord, yes, they're out of town, but Lord, there's just so many needs. There are people like Carson Powers who God's life God hanging in the balance because of his sickness and his health. His wife's health is no different and she is definitely struggling. God, they are hanging by a proverbial thread. God, I don't know where they may be at at this moment, but I know you can go right to where they are. You can touch them. God, there are people like Sister Louise James who comes to church to the best of her ability on Sunday, but God, you can just tell the health is failing. The walk keeps getting slower. The strength keeps getting weaker. The mind keeps getting a little bit slower. God, she's been faithful, but she likewise has issues that is preventing her from being the woman she wants to be and is accustomed to being. God, there are people like Angela Latreo who's battling bronchitis and Lord, we don't want to turn to pneumonia, but God's just, just sick and on antibiotics and just miserable. Can't shake it. People like Riley James who's got congestion and all kinds of things and Lord, we don't want to be any more serious, but God just, her head is just stuffed and it's 
feel like it's just literally got pressure that won't break inside. People like Tana James who has to still battle the struggle of Bell's palsy. The effects that that caused on her life. Other people like Mary Weaver comes to the best of her ability. But cancer, cancer came knocking at her door. God, there's so many things I've just mentioned and I've listed that countless others, no doubt, God, that I probably have failed to mention. Yes, we celebrate the joys of babies. We also celebrate the joys of marriages. God, sometimes in life we just need help. The Word of God says, I will lift up mine eyes toward the heaven. But where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. Sometimes we have no other choice but to look up. Everything else, when we look down, everything looks pretty bad. So we only have an option to look up. That's when our redemption draws nigh. God, I've mentioned many requests. No doubt may have missed some. Others may have known more that I don't know. God, some of us may forget them tonight when we say our nightly prayers to remember again. But God, I'm asking today, God, you do what only you can do. I can't heal, but I can pray. I can't change dementia and Alzheimer's or sundowners, but I can pray. I can't reverse the curse of death and stop it from coming knocking on carnality's door but I can pray to the God that will hold a hand as they cross Jordan's river so they don't cross Jordan alone I cannot stop God death from being the transitionary vehicle that you use to teleport a saint of God from this life to the life of glory but God I can pray that there's an angel or even the son of God to grab that hand and says follow me I know the way to get you to this eternal resting place God I can't I can't change fluid behind the ears. I can't change hip issues and loose loss of feeling in legs, but I, I can pray to a great physician who made the body so he knows how it should work properly, and he can prescribe things that even doctors on this side of heaven can't do. God, I, I can't make people feel better who are battling bronchitis or sicknesses, but I can pray to the God who says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the God that will healeth, that healeth thee, that will heal you. God, I, I can't control the outcomes of what happens when cancer comes knocking, but I, I can pray to the God who says he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that will always provide for whatever I need, whether that's healing, whether that's finances, whether that's chemotherapy. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He'll provide when there seems to be no way of provision. God, I can't change what's going to happen tomorrow per se. Lord knows I can't change what may have even happened today. But I can pray to the God of not only my yesterday, but the God of my today and the God that's already in my tomorrow before I even get there. I may not be able, Lord, in my, fina in my, in, uh, my finite abilities and carnality to be able to do anything else. God, this night, December the 11th, just before the hour of 7 o'clock, Sunday night 
even with small numbers of people. God, I may not be able to fix all of the needs I just mentioned to you, but I can pray on their behalf to someone who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which I can think, comprehend, or even do, because I can't do it, but they can do it through the God who giveth strength. So God, today my prayer, and hopefully the prayer of this body is for all those needs mentioned. If they need a healer, be a healer. If they need a deliverer, be a deliverer. If they need someone to fix a financial crisis, be a provider. If they need a, a physician to help them with a sickness or a disease, be a physician. God, if they need a friend, be a friend. If they need a comforter, be a comforter. If they need God, even even if it's not something that we want to think, and maybe even if it's something we don't want to happen, but God, if they need a hand to help guide them home, precious Lord, take their hand and lead them on. When the way is drear, when the path is drear, when the way is dark, when it's gloomy, when it's lonely, when it's isolated, when it just seems like there's no way, be that unseen hand, that unchanging, hold on to the unchanging hand of God. Be that hand that will grab them by the hand and say, follow me, I'll lead you home. God, I ask that you do this not because I'm special and not because this church necessarily is more special than other churches. But I'm asking you to do it so that you get glory and you get honor and you get the praise. Whether it's a miracle on this side of heaven or the miracle of the other side of heaven. However you choose to answer, may the name of the Lord forever be praised. I'll praise you in the morning. I'll praise you in the afternoon. I'll praise you in the evening. God, as long as I have breath in my body, as long as I have breath in my body, I will praise the Lord. I will magnify the Lord. I will exalt His name together. God, I'm asking today, you don't do it because I deserve it, because we deserve it, but because you are God and you are great and you are good and you are worthy to be praised. God, I'm asking you to do it so the world knows there's still a living God in the midst of his people. Even in turbulent and dark times, there's still a God who's alive. Let the spirit of Christmas become alive. That babe that was born is still alive and well. We serve not a God that's dead, but a God that is fully alive and well. A God that's alive. God, I pray that when we leave this place here in a few moments, Father, I pray when we leave this place, we don't leave defeated. We don't leave downtrodden, downcast. We don't leave hurt. <laughs> we don't leave sad. We don't leave depressed. We don't leave sleepless at night. We don't leave heaviness of heart. We don't leave worrying upon whatever the life may bring our way. But when we leave this place, with our heads lifted high, because we know, look up, because your redemption draweth nigh. With our heads lifted high, I pray we leave this place. We don't leave with the characteristics and adjectives that I just described. But God, we can leave this place 
no matter if the situation is fixed right now or not, whether we see a light at the end of the tunnel or not, or whether we see God move or not, we can leave this place and decree and declare, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If God before me, who can be against me? We can walk out of this place and say, God is still good. I will praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see oh taste and see that the lord he is good and happy are those that dwell in him he who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty and i'll say where does my help come my help cometh from the lord the maker of heaven and earth god when we leave this place let us know we've not been just in a casual meeting we've not just been in a partial meeting but we have been in the presence of an almighty God. We have worshipped the Lord and been with him today. Oh, let us leave this place today saying, yes, oh yes, I have been with God today. And let us know that you are here. You are here. You have been here the whole time. Father, if you did it for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Father, if you've done it for the patriarchs of the faith, if you moved the raging waters of the Red Sea for Moses, you could part the way for me to walk through in my situation. If you led Abraham to search for a city whose builder and maker was the Lord, by faith you can help me find my way along this journey called life. If you allowed God, people like Daniel to be in the midst of death, staring death literally in the face, in the dens of hungry lions. God, you can let me walk into that job with that narcissistic boss and that struggling boss and that worker, co-worker that just gives me stress. God, you can let me walk right into the lion's den, right in the middle of hell itself, because God can send an angel and shut the mouth of the devourer, shut the mouth of the lion, shut the mouth of the enemy. God, you can let me walk in and stare dead in the face, for even if I walk through the valley of the shadow, of death, I shall fear no evil, for you, Lord, are with me, and your rod and your staff will be there with me. Father, if you could help God, people like Hosea see his family fall apart, and yet God, even in the midst of watching his wife walk out on him and leaving him with two small children, but yet you said through the prophet Jeremiah, you're married to the backslider. God, if you can bring the wife of Hosea back to say, I'll even bring it. God, you can put homes back together. You can make ex-wives and ex-husbands and families to get over their differences and do what's best for their children and their grandchildren. You can stop that foolishness and all the bickering and the backbiting. You can take our crazy families and you can make whole again all that which the enemy tried to take from us everything the devil meant to harm us and destroy him we can know that he who began a good work is faithful to complete it and when the enemy comes in like a flood god will raise a standard against him and what the enemy meant for evil god will turn around for good god if you can do it for all of those people you can do it for us you can do it for us
God, if you can raise blind, if you can raise dead people to life, open blinded eyes, cause lame men to walk, dumb men to speak, deaf ears to hear. God, if you can allow the very nature of compassion of a child to move your heart, or a widow that's walking by along the coffin of her dying of her dead son. And it moves you. Or stand at the grave of your friend. And the most poetic ever scripture ever written in two words, you wept. Because your heart was compassionate. If you can do that for them, you can speak to the dead things of my life and resurrect them. You can speak to my dead my dead children's heart, Lord, that are that are dead in their trespasses and sin, dead, and Lord, they don't know where they want to go. They're, they're confused. They're not where they need to be with the Lord. You can go resurrect that sinner's heart. You can bring it back to life. You can open blinded eyes spiritually and physically. You can open the deaf ears. You can open, you can make those that are walking away from God learn to walk on the straight and narrow. If you've done it before, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Your word decreed it. Your word declared. Your word said that not one dot, not one tittle of your word would pass away, but you would do what your word was accomplished to do. Your promises are forever settled in heaven. Prayers are stored up in vials of heaven to be dispersed and administered I am here to decree and declare that if God we you promised it your word is as good as done and we decree and declare administer and to pour out those blessings so we can scarcely have room enough in our mortal body to contain Father I'm asking tonight that you administer to us today precious Lord Take my hand, you lead me on, let me stand, for I am tired, I am weak, sometimes I am worn, and through the storm, through the night, lead me time is like a prayer, like in a prayer to the Lord. Lord, will you take my hand, precious Lord, and lead me on. Let me stand. Sometimes I am tired. Sometimes I am weak. Sometimes I am worn. But I tell you, church, through the storm, our prayer, Lord. Take our hands and lead us 
as we learned this morning, God, if we trust you even in the middle of chaos, you'll never lead us astray. We might just be a part of the next greatest story ever written. And for that, Lord, we praise you and glorify you and give you all the praise and glory that's due your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. Now, before you all get all worried, I'm not going to now preach. Keep you here until tomorrow. I have had a message for sure. But sometimes I have made this statement, and I, li- I will go to my grave if the Lord should tarry. And say this statement probably until the day I die. Whether I do it for the day I retire or die from behind this pulpit, or if the Lord should ever move me to somewhere that I have to say it from behind that pulpit. But I do believe this, and I stand by this. I don't, you know, if somebody should ever ask me my philosophy of ministry, I could give them all the, you know, different things. But if they said, give me a synopsis of your philosophy in ministry, I think I would simply put it this way. You've heard me say it so many times, you could say it. God can do more in 15 minutes than I can do in a lifetime. I stood here tonight and I could have preached to you for 35, 40 minutes from the word of God or I could have just let you and God talk sometimes it's nice yeah to hear the preacher preach and just let it soak in sometimes God doesn't want to hear from the preacher and process it and bed it through your ears and then you process it God doesn't want it to be like a meat processing plant he doesn't want me to be the deer that just provides you the meat for you to process it for God to tell you what to do with it next it's not how it works sometimes sometimes God wants to hear from you not just me, but from you. I know I, I know that you know you may, whether it's me or somebody else, may be, quote, leading the prayer on a Sunday morning or in a night like tonight, leading the prayer. But if nothing else, in those moments, it channels your mind to you, whether you're praying along, whether you're sitting in the silence listening to the prayer. But in that moment, nothing else matters because your eyes may be closed and you're alleviating distractions. In that moment, God can speak to you that quiet God's not always going to come shouting and he's not always going to come in a hurricane he's not always going to come in a thunderbolt lightning clash he's not a thunder roll and a lightning clash he's not going to always come in some boisterous wind sometimes God's going to come in a whisper when it all gets silent children are asleep mamas are asleep in the hospital beds and I'm sitting in the chair beside them the wife's asleep and bed and I'm sitting in a recliner at 3 o'clock in the morning like last night thinking about why can't I sleep I didn't get kicked out of the bed y'all I just couldn't sleep I don't want to make it sound like I couldn't stay in my own room I wasn't in trouble yet might be tonight but sometimes sitting in those recliners or on that chair beside a, a loved one's bedside you know, I've thought about, you know, I was younger when my grandparents passed away, but I've sat beside countless people that have, their loved ones have gone on to glory. And even in my short time here, I've sat by some of your family when it came time over holidays, Thanksgivings, etc. You could take Thanksgiving meals for lunch to only find out that that was going to be the transition to heaven. Look, I, I know some of y'all have some of the best turkey and dressing, yams. 
But I can tell you, you don't cook like heaven, chefs. I can promise you, you may cook, but you ain't never tasted nothing like you taste when you get to heaven. Some people say, do you think the marriage supper of the Lamb is a real thing or it's allegorical? Well, you can believe whatever you want to. I think it's a real thing because Jesus, when he resurrected, Jesus went and sat down with the disciples and he said, give me some fish because they didn't believe he was alive and he ate fish and then he vanished before him. Now, granted, his body was able to teleport time and space. It was a glorified body, but ghosts don't eat. I've never seen a ghost be able to process food because ghosts are transparent. So if he ate fish, we'd see it fall down to the floor. We never find where John writes and a fish hit the dirt. It never finds that. So I'm going to believe that there's going to be some kind of feast in heaven that's going to be real. And I can't wait to taste it because I've never had Angel's food cake like theirs. I want to try Angel's food cake, the original version. See? Amen? Real Angel's food cake, not that Publix brand. But I remember sitting in places like that. I remember sitting in places like Bonnie's situation before I left for San Antonio, Texas. And we already thought something could down the road transpire. I remember the night that I called on the phone and I remember the night that I sat with Miss Sherry and them at Hood Hill. Sometimes God in that moment doesn't need to come in. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's not what he needs to do in that moment. That's not what the, the people of God need in that moment. Sometimes when it, the rain is falling, thunder's off in the distance, the sun is not shining. The wind is not blowing loud. It's a dreary day. Sometimes sitting, looking outside that window pale. Watching a bird struggle against the gale of the wind. and Watching the rain hit across the tin roof or kiss the tops of leaves in the rustling trees. Sometimes in that moment we don't hear, Hello, this is God talking. Sometimes it's just in that moment we hear, I'm here. I'm here. That bird is singing in the middle of the storm, flying against the grain. And in our hearts, we don't hear a booming Morgan Freeman, James Earl Jones. We just hear, I'm here. I haven't left. I haven't forsaken you. I haven't abandoned you. One of the beautiful scriptures that I love to tell people in times of challenge, tears, people always coin this, and it's not necessarily a quote, you know, scripture to hang your hat on, but it, it, it's, it's based in scripture talking about how no tear, the Lord knows every tear that falls on steps. And we've, we, you know, people have adjusted it to kind of have a more poetic feel, but it has a, a, a spiritual undergirth, if you will. Tears truly are a language God understands. Sometimes I don't even know what to say. Sister Nina, when the tear falls down and it kisses the top of that cloth pillowcase, before it ever fell off my cheek and made that probably two-inch fall from the cheek to the case, God already knew what that tear stood for before it ever went on the pillow. And somewhere up there in the heavens, he already said, I got it. He didn't hit a pillowcase caught it. The tear that I dab, dab away from my eyes with a napkin before I can even get it to soak through that Kleenex. Brother James, God in heaven is going, I got it. I caught it. 
It might be a wayward son or daughter. It might be a loved one. It might be a job. It might be a spouse. I got it. But none of us are prone. Let me say this way. None of us are free from trouble. Let me put it that way. We all have trouble. If you if you're human and you live on earth, you're going to have trouble. Now I'm gonna say something probably gonna get me in trouble and it's gonna shock you. But my wife and I are not always on good terms. I get on her nerves. I know you it's hard to believe because I'm so calm and easy to get along with. I'm like very easy. I'm just like, oh whatever, you know, very chill, low personality. I walk into a room, you don't even know I'm there. But shockingly enough, that can annoy her sometimes when I am around. She annoys me sometimes, but not near as much as I do her. Not always on the best of terms. Shockingly enough, we don't always, Brother Mike, agree on everything. I know, I just, I'm shocked. I know everybody thinks that we have never disagreed. We disagreed yesterday. And I'm still alive to tell about it, so obviously it was a good day. I eventually said, yes, ma'am, so that's why we're here, but, you know, I learned a long time ago, happy wife, happy life, and I want to live happy ever after, <laughs> so sometimes I go at 8 o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep and go buy Starbucks coffee, not because I want to spend money, because I hate spending money, I buy it because that morning I need to say, Brother Mike, before I stand behind a pulpit on a Sunday morning beautiful lady in the back in the green dress sometimes I need to say I was wrong yesterday it's my peace offering drink it before you call me because you'll feel better by drinking it before you call me but if you don't drink it and eat breakfast before you call me all joking aside no but sometimes it's whether it's the flour or whether it's the coffee or whatever sometimes those offerings come in those gifts whatever you want to give they come in just simply to say look I've I know we don't always see eye to eye, but I'm sorry or whatever. I told her just last night before she went to bed, I couldn't sleep. We're talking about a different situation, not necessarily us directly. And I'm not going to make her come in here, up here and talk to you because she wouldn't do it anyway, talk at the microphone. Sometimes I will say to her, I will say, I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to do. One thing I do know, and I will live on this promise to the day I die. God's got it. I don't know how he's going to fix it. I don't know how he's going to make it work. I'm just as stressed as you are about it. I'm ready to wring their neck. I'm ready to go handle it right now. I'm ready to go to jail over it if I need to. She's like, no, we're not doing any of that. But at the end of the day, no matter how our disagreements may or may not go, at the end of the night, I'll always say to her when I pray, for us before our bedside I've always said her I don't get it always right and I know we don't necessarily always probably get it right but I have to believe if I need to get out of what I do I have to believe God said it in his word he'll do it so he's got it under control he's got it it may not always look like it but he's got it so every tear you cry argument you may get into every frustration you may feel just know God's got it he's got it when you can't sleep he knows talk to him God doesn't sleep either 
shocking that he never gets tired, but he never sleeps either. So just think about it. You're more like God than the rest of us. You don't sleep either. So if you can't sleep, you and God are closer than God and I are. Because I like to sleep. I know some people quote that scripture, I lay before the Lord and meditate on his goodness. You lie, you're asleep. You don't remember nothing God said to you when you're sleeping. You might have meditated for the first 28 seconds before you don't remember anything else till you woke up. Meditate. Those sleepless nights as you lay there, talk to God. Be like David. I mean, David was a professional at God, why? Why can't I sleep? Why are they increasing the trouble against me? Why are they so many that rise up? God, what have I done to deserve this? Ask God. Talk to God. But after you get done talking, shut up. Let him talk back. Because sometimes God can't talk because we don't stop talking long enough for him to say anything back. One thing that I, I, I tell people in, in marriage counseling all the time, I said, look. If you never let the other person tell you how they feel, how you ever going to know, you've got to sometimes stop talking and listen to what they're saying. you got to listen. Sometimes that's the truth. God sometimes needs us to just take a deep breath, come out, and it may not come in those big, boisterous ways. It may just be quietly saying, I got it. I hear you. I got it. So if there's anything I can tell you tonight before you leave this meeting, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't even know what I may not even know what you're going through right now. Those watching online, I don't even know what they're going through right now. But if I could ever tell you anything today, I just simply want you to know God's got it. He's got it. That doesn't mean you just don't pray about it and stop praying over it. That doesn't mean stop reading your Bible. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean you can just sit back and relax and be like, all right, I ain't doing that. No, I didn't say be complacent but don't let the enemy stress you out but so much you remind that enemy that the end of the book says I win the devil don't want to like to know that but the end of the book says we win it may not look good right now but the final chapter says I win the apostle Paul said to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord he said I would rather if to die is a gain for me. I mean, I, if I live, that's great. But to die in the presence of the Lord, that's an awesome thing. I'm not saying God's going to take anybody out physically. I'm just saying whatever you're going through, just know, no matter how bad it gets, you win. If you trust the Lord, God's got it. Before I pray our prayer of blessing over you and then have those leading the closing remarks today I got to do probably outside of marrying the beautiful lady in the back and outside of probably Micah being a part of our world one of the greatest joys pastors ever get to do now doing funerals for people that know Jesus or home going services while they're easier to preach you know in terms of their, their arrival to heaven they're still hard because you love them and you miss them one of the greatest joys a pastor ever gets to do is he loves when people try to grow his church through the nursery. Best growth campaign. You can't beat. That's one quick way to grow a church. People have babies. Great growth technique. You realize when Carmen and Tyler come back to church, I get another person coming to this church. He doesn't know who I am, but I know who he is. 
all that matters, and donuts will be coming his way. Without her knowing. No, I I told them today I got the privilege of spending some time with them this afternoon. I said, I don't know what to call the kid now. She's like, his name's Rowan. I said, that's old. Who calls a kid Rowan? Like, she's like, that's his real name. I was like, yeah, that's what you name him. That, that's not a fun name. We got to have one better than that. I was like, I used to call, she said, well, he probably knows Bowling Ball because every time you come by the church, you said, hey, Bowling Ball, he probably thinks his name's Bowling Ball. I said, yeah, but he don't look like a Bowling Ball anymore. That kind of doesn't fit anymore. So I've come up with my own new name. No one else can have it. But next Sunday or whenever, a couple Sundays, whenever they decide to bring baby Rowan, you can call him Rowan or you can call him anything you want to. To me, he will always be known as Baby Rowboat. Because every time I see him, I'm going to literally look at him and say, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. I never know where Rowan's going, but I know he's always rowing. That's where I'm going to be living. That's philosophy. Now, you come up with your own name. You take it. I'm charging you $5 of use and, uh, or tithes, one in a way. But anyway, but today I got the privilege to meet this beautiful baby, baby Rowan. My wife, as only she can do, decided she had to hold baby Rowan. Carmen asked me if I want to hold him, and I said, oh, you know, I know how moms are. They hate men touching their children. And I said, well, my wife, I'm sure, would be glad to. So she looked at Brett, and she said, but would you like, before she didn't finish, Brett said, oh, that's great. That's fine. Yes. I thought, no, that's not fine. We're not having one right now. Slow your roll, lady. Baby Rowan. This is probably my favorite picture right here. He just looks to be as content as can be. I'm thinking right now, he's thinking, I have the greatest pastor in the world, and he and I are going to cause a lot of problems for my mom and dad. And I second that. My spirit does bear witness with him on that. Cute bundle of joy. Now, there were some health concerns at first with all of baby Rowan. They had to stay an extra day, but God's working those things out. But I saved those tonight at the end before I pray to show you this, to let you know even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of a world that's unstable, there's still a God of promises who still brings precious reminders to us each and every day that he's got it. He's got it. When you look at that, you can't help but think, wow, what a gift from God. And I tell you, that's the way you're looking at baby Rowan on that screen. And I tell you, that's how God looks at you when he looks down from heaven and he looks at you when you're praying or when you're in church or you're doing the things of his kingdom. He looks down, Brother James, with the most tender, loving eyes, like a proud parent. He looks down. Carmen said today, she said, I mean, I haven't slept. I stayed up all night. I, I, I had sushi right out of the hospital. Right as soon as we left the hospital, I went and got sushi because I couldn't have it the whole time I was pregnant. And then I, today I've had Dunkin' Donuts because, you, well, you know, or uh, Dunkin' uh, uh, Coffee because I really couldn't have much of that. And she said, but you know what? I stayed up all night. And I'm exhausted, she said, but I just can't stop holding him and kissing his cute little face. And she's like, I know I should be tired, but gosh, I just feel great. And I thought, adrenaline, honey. Adrenaline. Wait till the Red Bull kicks out of your system. Rowan and you won't even know y'all are there anymore. Just like you look at that baby and you go, oh. Sometimes I think that's how God looks when he looks over the bowels of heaven. He looks at us and he goes, man, I am. I can't stop loving them. I, I can't stop being proud of them. They just make my, I love them. 
wonder if that's what Mary, the same look that you gave tonight to this cute little baby, wonder if that's what Mary's first look was like when she saw the Son of God in her arms. She couldn't help but kiss his face. She couldn't help but hold him close. She may not have slept the first night like Carmen, but it didn't matter. She loved that baby. So you can be like Brother James and me. You may not sleep tonight either. Call us up. We're up. Brother James and I, a lot of times, exchange words of wisdom. Sometimes we get in real deep theological conversations over YouTube videos. They're not really theological. We're just sending YouTube videos. There's nothing theological about it. At 4 o'clock in the morning, because we can't sleep, join us. We're on Facebook Messenger. We'll be glad to welcome you into our little um, non-sleeping group that we have there going on. We have like a therapy group. Come join us. We're in rehab uh, together. You can join us. But I just want you to know, wherever you go, just remember God's got you. Let me pray for you. Father, may you bless us and keep us, and may you make your face shine upon us. Be gracious to us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Give us the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding and guard our hearts until you come again. And Father, let the words of our mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our strength and blessed Redeemer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Please, the body of Christ, said, amen. Brother Randy is going to pray our benedictory prayer. I'm going to ask you to stand all over the house as soon as he prays his benedictory prayer. Please feel free to shake hands, be friendly, and don't forget that Santee Cooper closes at 9 o'clock if you want to go see the lights. That's just a free plug for you. Have a great week. We'll see you on Wednesday night. God bless. And I will not be on that Zoom. So don't worry about it. If you ever need me at 4 in the morning, you're welcome to call. But I'm not just going to stay there and chat. So kind Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise your holy name for this opportunity to stand here and give it to us and worship you. Lord, to take some time just to lay our problems at your feet and accept them, Lord, that you will.